Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on baptism, finding ourselves in Romans chapter 6. <laughs> welcome to Being Lutheran. Believe it or not, I'm the only one not being goofy today. I don't know what's going on. I think it's like the bizarro being Lutheran here where I'm the serious one and I can't get Brett and Jason to focus on what we're supposed to do. And we just got done trying to convince you in our last episode that we're not drunk as you would suppose. I won't tell you what we were just talking about. We were watching Loser and Satire, and uh, it was the musical yeah. on St. Patrick's Day. Yes, there you enough go. said about that. Okay, altogether. And, yeah. Um, by the way, listen or watch watch those. Those are great. Yeah, Loser and Satire. Teach the faith by making, making fun of stuff. stuff. The Trinity one is my favorite, though. I just because I P like P P Patrick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Welcome to Being Lutheran, Pastor Brett Bow. Pastor Jason Goodham. Pastor Brian Ricky. What an intro. I mean, we said, I know. We, we've lowered a new bar for ourselves. No, it's okay. I mean, I think it's good to laugh. You know, we need it. I need yeah, it. Yeah, yes. Um, some, there's so many things going on in the world that can yep. kind of drag you down. And God gave us laughter. And um, it's a beautiful thing to be able to laugh at ourselves, Amen. each other, in a good, positive way, not in a weird way, but uh, just in a way that we understand that there is a God who loves us, who knows how to laugh. And uh, and and just the joy, honestly, of not only being a Christian mm-hmm. in the midst of a sinful world, but the joy of knowing that one day all of that will be gone. Yeah. And there'll be nothing but joy. Yeah. And I'm all good with Can't that. Can't wait. So, yeah. But in and, the meantime... And we get to experience that because we are baptized. Gold star for the yes. segue there. All right. Yeah. yeah. Theological point card. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. Hey, we're talking about baptism yet again. And and it's a good thing. Yes, it um, is. It is. Brian rebuked me last time on that. Received gently encouraged. Yes. <laughs> um and, and really, you know, we always want to keep coming back to the scripture and We've in thinking about all the texts we wanted to cover. It's like where do you stop you yeah. know, with with baptism and and I I want to say this again. You know, if you are trying to figure out what you believe the scriptures say about baptism, just go through and read all the texts and see what they say. We could actually change the name of our show to Being Baptized. Being Baptized, yeah. With, we we might uh, get, a, get, a, yeah. get a separate artwork up just for one of the uh, logos this time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've talked about it. It's a legitimate way. And, and one of the things we're going to be trying to establish, or, or not trying to, we will be establishing with this episode in particular, as we look at the Romans, the major Romans passage, on baptism is that again the lutheran baseline confession of baptism is that baptism is god's work and not man's work mm-hmm. right and so one of the things you can do is, is simply if you've got a study bible flip open to the concordance section of your bible at the end you know the concordance section of study bibles is the part that lists all of the bible verses about a particular topic, except for the one that you want to find at the moment you're looking for it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which makes me wonder. I'm kind of actually curious now if, if like the MacArthur Study Bible or some other non-Lutheran Study Bibles, 
Well, I wonder oh, what verses they, yeah. yeah. But, like, but, oh, don't look up First Peter 3.21. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the whole point of the study on baptism that we're referring to is, is in doing this, you actually skip over the contested passages about baptism that Lutherans use, like John 3 and Titus 3, yeah. that don't mention baptism. Right. If you restrict yourselves to only the passages that talk about baptism, yes, and yes. then you either look at them or you can dismiss the ones that are simply talking about someone being baptized, which don't carry a ton of theology with them. Yeah. But look at all the other passages, we're doing uh, some of the highlights of a study like that and ask yourself, is this something I can do or is this something that God has to do? Mm -hmm. And look at the phrases that are modifying the word baptism. And what you're going to find is that if you're honest with yourself, baptism has to be a work of God. There's no way around it, scripturally speaking. Right. Even though they're human agents, but it's yeah. it's God that's doing the work. They're human agents, but we would confess uh, by scripture, faith comes through hearing mm-hmm. and hearing through the word of Christ. Right. And yet it is your pastor who preaches that word yeah. to you. It is that word that is proclaimed by a human agent, but mm-hmm. yet it is God, the Holy Spirit, who works to carry that to your right. ears and your mind and your heart yep. to uh, work about uh, conviction of sin, repentance, and faith. Mm-hmm. The Lord Amen. and giver of life. Yep. Yep, good. So we are now this week in Romans chapter 6, Romans 6, 1 through 4. I'll read that for us, and we'll go from there. It says this, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Amen. Amen Amen. and amen. Yes, indeed. So, obviously, baptism is mentioned here, and there's a theological teaching about baptism in this passage. Yeah, baptism in this passage is explicitly connected to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it is, in fact, your connection as a believer to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, one of the ways of looking at this is how do I know uh, that Christ's death and resurrection are are my designation? death and resurrection? How do I know that that imputation mm-hmm. has occurred? And and really, if you're looking at the, the, the various strains of Christianity, you're, you're left with one of two main ways to answer that. Either it's by my sincere belief or commitment or piety or whatever it might be that I'm connected to Christ's death and resurrection, or it's by the promise of God in baptism, which is the specific language here. Yeah. And, and even if we are to allow that my sincere belief is what connects me to Christ's death and resurrection, then you have to be the one admitting that it is what you are doing, right? Uh, on that level, the focus is on you uh, that connects you with it. Now, we've got all the arguments about divine monergism and the mm-hmm. work of the Holy Spirit creating faith, but that also wraps itself back into baptism quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we episode we, we ended uh, in, a, in episode in three quarters faster yeah. than we, we thought we would. This no, is great. Just, what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, March Madness. Can God create a rock so big that even he can't lift it? <laughs> no. How many but, angels can dance on the but head the, of a pin? The one thing that I think is good to talk about as far as this chapter goes is, okay, infants aren't mentioned. Nope. How mm-hmm. is it then that we can, as Lutherans, or how could you as a Lutheran then receive the idea of infant baptism within this chapter. 
adults aren't mentioned either. <laughs> right. That's actually what I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's yeah. uh, if we're going to talk about arguments from silence or arguments from what is being excluded, mm-hmm. then you can run endless circles around anything. What, what about women? Extra. Women aren't yeah, mentioned. Women aren't mentioned. Yeah, you're you're right. jumping through eternal hoops at that point. In and time. that's the point. Is is like I think that we we try to find these things and we think we're clever and. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, one of the texts I've been studying out uh, for my sermon just had this beautiful contrast of of God's will and how we perceived God's will. Um, and it was in Isaiah chapter 53 and or how Israel perceived God's will. Um, surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet Israel deemed him smitten, stricken by God and afflicted. And that huge contrast of how how Caiaphas is like mm-hmm. better that one man die than then all these people follow him, as it says in the Gospel mm-hmm. of John, and how even in the midst of him thinking he was saving Israel from Jesus, the other was happening, mm-hmm. that Jesus was saving Israel from themselves. And just that huge contrast of how we think we're so clever. And I think that as we approach the study of God's Word, especially in difficult topics like baptism and some of the other things that we wrestle with, I think that humility is always the key. Mm -hmm. If we can always move forth being as teachable as possible and understanding that we're never going to know it all, I know it's a double negative, but we'll never know all there is to know. Uh, about scripture, about baptism, and about about this. And mm-hmm. that's why I kind of really enjoy the idea that the Greek Orthodox call this a mystery, the mysterion. You know, we yep. call it a sacrament, but they call it a mystery. And um, that is that is something to be embraced and something we are to acknowledge, that we don't know everything there is to know about baptism. Yeah. But one thing I believe you can know for certain is that it is a work of God. And it is God's work, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the in the language here. But even that Old Testament picture that we looked at a couple of weeks ago in Ezekiel chapter thirty six, I will sprinkle clean water on yeah, you. I right. will give you a new heart. I will put my spirit within you, and I will cause you to walk in my mm-hmm. statutes. And yeah. so, it just reminds us that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Right. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Brian, I am going to accept your challenge. I'm going to rise to the occasion and I'm going to see if I can explain what Romans 6, 3, and 4 says about infant baptism. Hmm. Did you want to say your comment first, Brett? I think I can do this in about four minutes. Go for it. Okay. So Romans 6, 3, and 4, what is it saying? First uh, baseline argument for what Romans 6, 3, and 4 is saying as truth is that Jesus Christ died and was raised again. It's presenting that as a historical fact, okay? And so we in the church would confess that Jesus Christ died and rose again for a purpose, for a reason, and that is the double imputation, that Christ took on our sins and was punished for our sins and at the cross exchanged that for our righteousness. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 21, okay? And so that means that Christ uh, died and rose again in our place for our salvation. Now, Paul mentions in Romans 6, 3, and 4 that baptism is our connection to uh, Christ's death and resurrection, which would mean that anyone who is baptized, no matter mm-hmm. what you believe about baptism, yeah, right. anyone who is baptized would be by the uh, the decree of God's word would be connected to Christ's death and resurrection. Yeah. And so we would have to infer or imply. I always get those two confused. Infer or imply. I'm going to say infer on this one because mm-hmm. it sounds better. Uh, <laughs> we, would, we would have to infer 
that if infants were not to be baptized, that according to these verses all by themselves, it would be an abomination Mm -hmm. before God. If it was not for infants, we would have to come to that conclusion because no matter what you believe about baptism, baptism is the connection here. Mm-hmm. Okay, So we're going to conclude that now with Luther's argument for infant baptism in the large catechism. And Luther basically says that if infant baptism were in fact an abomination to God, that no one who was baptized as an infant would go on to still be a Christian. But at the very least, and it's, it's a weak, but it's an interesting argument. At the very least, the Lutheran church can demonstrate that literally millions of people throughout history <laughs> were, who were baptized as babies also die, or who were baptized as babies also died as Christians. Yeah, right. And so there you go. That is how we can work infant baptism into this passage. I don't know if I did a good job at it, but it works in my mind. <laughs> no, because yeah, I, I think what you're touching on is that this is one of those passages that tells us, teaches us the nature of baptism, yep. not necessarily the the who uh, or the candidates of baptism, um, just that that's how you can make that inference it, based on flowing from what is teaching us about baptism. Well, and, and I think we have to not let postmodern thinking cloud our minds on this case, because this is making an assertion. This is making a truth claim about baptism. Again, no matter what you believe about baptism, what it accomplishes, what it signifies, how it happens, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. what you have to say here is that these verses are stating mm-hmm. that baptism is your connection to Christ's death and resurrection. Yeah, you right. know, And Paul does the same thing in the book of Colossians, and he does it with one thing added, and he, and he describes it in this way in chapter 2, verse 11. Uh, in him, in Christ, also you were circumcised mm-hmm. with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you are also raised with him mm-hmm. through faith in the powerful working of God, yeah. who raised him from the dead. And so if you start to think about circumcision, obviously mm-hmm. circumcision is a covenant identifier. Yep. I know we talked about that a couple episodes ago, but that's something we probably maybe take a little bit too lightly as Lutherans. It is. And as circumcision is subsumed into baptism, when we're, when we're you know, males mm-hmm. uh, prescribed to be circumcised, well, eight days. And so if circumcision is subsumed into baptism, as it says in Colossians in- Infant two, circumcision. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely then it absolutely is appropriate to baptize infants. Yeah, right. And uh, this is a text that I I bring people to, and I kind of walk them through that whole process in yeah. conjunction with Romans chapter 6. And it's amazing how many people are like, oh, wow, you know, mm-hmm. because it is a covenant identifier, right. you know, that as a people set apart for God's own possession. And that was something that was always meant to, to be from, from birth, mm-hmm. you know, from that eight-day-old period. You know where the child was strong enough to endure that, and and how that was really important and even stressed in the Old Testament. This covenant identifier as a people set apart, mm-hmm. and so in light of the New Testament, the new covenant in Christ, why would Paul connect these two? You know, why I think it's for us. I think it's a great signpost, mm-hmm. a great piece of evidence that we can see. It's like, hey, it is appropriate. Right. To baptize infants because it was appropriate to circumcise infants. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you touch on something really important here about the nature of baptism is that baptism itself highlights the for you yeah. nature of the gospel. Right. And, right. and which, which makes the, the standard baptism is a, 
uh, it's not a sacrament, but it's just symbolic. Mm-hmm. If you take that viewpoint and read this scripture, this doesn't really make sense. Well, it doesn't. In 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 to tie that in, if baptism is merely a symbol, now I, I think Lutherans need to do a better job of explaining this. We also think it has a symbolic value. Yes, it has yep. a ceremonial yeah, value. I, I and no, no, it's not something that. you do. I think mm-hmm. Lutherans in pushing back on the, the language that is merely symbolic, mm-hmm. we, uh, we missed talking about that. And we can come back to that at some point in time, but, but we look at it. If baptism is merely symbolic, it, mm-hmm. if it's merely an ordinance, if it's mm-hmm. merely done in obedience to God's command, yep. then baptism isn't for us. Yeah. Then it's for God. Mm-hmm. It, it is something we do mm-hmm. to f- for God's benefit. It's it's almost like a way that He has of objectively grading us. Then, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and that's wiped out. But if you focus on the for you part of the gospel, and, and we'll really be trust me on this, we'll really be talking about that when it comes to the words of institution in communion. Mm-hmm. But if you do the for you, the answer to baptism's connection with the gospel really becomes evident, because if you remove the sacraments. How do you know this has happened? How do you know that Christ's death and resurrection are for you? How do you know that they're done in your place? When has that happened? At what point in time did you become a child of God? At what point in time did God adopt you? At what point in time do you know for certain that Christ stood in your place and did all of what the gospel applies to you. Mm-hmm. And what you're left with is the experience of conversion, which is fine. We should expect that the gospel, especially in adult conversion, mm-hmm. would produce experience. But my pushback to that all of the time is what happens when the experience fails? Mm-hmm. What happens when it goes away? What happens mm-hmm. when it falls by the wayside? For those in our audience and even among us, Brian, I know you can identify a time when you weren't a Christian. Mm-hmm. And the time that you, you know, now are a Christian. Well, I think I would even describe it as some someone who forgot and ignored his baptism. Yeah. Well, I have in my history, I have two conversion experiences: one as a child, as a twelve-year-old, and then one as an adult that are meaningful moments in mm-hmm. my life. But I have to say, for those two times that stuck. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you how many altar calls I went up for as a child that didn't stick. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times at the invitation of the preacher that I recommitted my life to Jesus only to lose all of that zeal two days later when Mm -hmm. I got back to the real world. What do you do when that fades? What do you do when you wake up and your only experience is numbness Mm -hmm. or apathy or, or you look into the void and the void looks right back at you? And it is those moments that we have been given the gift of the sacraments because they deal in objective reality. You're looking outside of yourself. You're looking outside of yourself and you're looking at history. Mm -hmm. Those vehicles of grace. Mm -hmm. The vehicles of grace. But, But whether we remember the date or not, all three of us can point to a time when in fact, by the promise of God's word, God adopted us into his family through the water of baptism Mm -hmm. and the application of his word. It happened at a specific time, Mm -hmm. just like Christ's death and resurrection happened at a specific time. And, And this is where the, is Jesus death and resurrection for me? Are they my death and resurrection? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When did they become your death and resurrection? The promise here is they became your death and resurrection at your baptism. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the one at the cross and the empty tomb delivered 
through. Yeah, it's we are not talking, and, and I think there's a lot of confusion in this, and, and this is built into the sermon I've been preaching on our rotation. Yeah, uh, the way Lutherans talk about baptism, I think to non-Lutheran ears, sound like when we say baptism saves and. Mm-hmm. You know, spoiler alert, that's next episode. Mm-hmm. It sounds like we are saying baptism accomplishes our salvation. Mm-hmm. No, our salvation was accomplished by Christ on the cross in our place for the forgiveness of Amen. our sins. Yep. Baptism answers the question, when was salvation delivered? Yep. Yep. And that's a different question and a different answer. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and we've run through already on this podcast once or twice the analogy of the king decreeing your yeah, pardon right, when you're right. in prison. Even though at the moment the king decreed your pardon, you are a free man, the door of the prison doesn't automatically spring open and you walk out into the daylight. That message is carried to the jailer who then unlocks the door and then you are free. Baptism, the word of God, the means of grace Mm -hmm. are the jailer that springs you free from those chains. Right. Right. Amen. Cool. Well, any other wrapping up type thoughts here as we land this plane? No, I think it's good. And I, I think it's really good for us to make sure that we're looking all at all of scripture. Uh, we're not looking at just the New Testament, what, that we need to look at the Old Testament, especially in light of what we read in Colossians chapter two and in light of what Jason said. Yep. I think that if, as you look at the whole of scripture as, as a unified um, uh as a unified unit in, in the way that God had presented it to us, not placing modern Western criteria on an ancient Eastern book, accepting it for what it is, and allowing the Holy Spirit in humility to teach us what it says. I think it's amazing how much God can really reveal to our mm-hmm. hearts. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I'm yeah. also kind of curious what passage you have for us because you burned that Colossians passage a well, little too early. Well, hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Brett's got, I, a, got the closer role here. I, I did want to, I don't think we've said it this episode, but especially verse four from this text about so that we might walk in newness of life. And I know baptism has that effect of of connecting us to that newness of life day by day as we... Are you talking about vocation? Hey, wow, we got it in. Did we do it last episode? I don't think we did it last episode. No, I don't think we did. We did it with great commission. Last episode was kind of a blur because of all of the oh, goofing right. off. Yes, yeah, yes. You know? <laughs> uh, but it was good. Yeah. It yeah. was a little too zany for vocation. Yes. <laughs> I don't think we did. I don't okay. think we mentioned well, it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So if we say it twice this episode is vocation. Fly. There we yeah. go. Can we We're send good. it that yeah. way? Okay. It's, yeah. it's, 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 the, it's like the... Uh, it's what is that the the Roman Catholics use for the merit the the merit oh, bank? Oh yes, they use? the merits of, um, of the saints. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget what it's called. There's an actual definition for the treasury of merits. The treasury of merits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the treasury of vocation. <laughs> that we, we 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 mentioned vocation enough okay, in previous episodes <laughs> that it covers those that we miss right now. All right, Ryan. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. I'm going to actually continue with Colossians. Oh, there we go. Surprise, surprise. Two, we're going to read 12 through 14. Having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead, and you were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all, how's that word? Lost all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. 
Please join us next week as we wrap up our discussion on baptism. God bless you and have a great week.